Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. That's a bad outfit. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Sure now. Am I the prettiest? Sure now. Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Sure now. Well, who am I? Sure now. The Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kyla. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch One, recording live at the Work in Progress Oddmall Outpost. <laughs> it seems like more of a work in progress every time we Yes. Go. It's more and more stuff kind of stacked. I think, I think there's just like, there's, there's stuff downstairs or stuff in the back rooms that suddenly comes out. Yeah. And you're like, wait, wait, I thought we were clearing it away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Andy realized how big this was going to be when he started it. Mm-mm. No, or how much of, uh, of the shelving and such that he bought. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is going to look awesome once it's open. I know next weekend um, he's going to have at least partial part of this cleared out. He's going to have to because we're having our meeting here. <clears throat> That's right, on Sunday. That's next weekend. <laughs> well, I'm not clearing this area wait, wait, so bad. Is that next weekend? No, it's not next weekend. It's no, it's two weeks. No, it's two Easter. weeks. Yeah, two weeks. He's, he's... Yeah, next weekend's Easter. It's spring break, right? The yeah. Um, and being Easter, luckily, Easter's on the first day of April. That means the last Saturday of March is before that. We don't have to reschedule. <laughs> so we will be this Saturday, like three days from now, at the brand new Malted Meeple, one o'clock in the afternoon for our... Um, March Meeple cast. That's right. Come talk second quarter movies. What's coming up? What are you looking forward to? What are you not looking forward to? Um, there's a movie that I saw that's going to be actually third quarter. First week of third quarter that Kylan, I think, might like. I don't know. Have you seen the Spy Who Dumped Me trailer? Do, do you not understand what kind of spies are like? <laughs> I, I saw, well, no, I don't know if you've okay, seen the trailer. I the saw, trailer looks funny. I saw yeah. the header for it, and then I thought, oh, this looks like a chick flick comedy, and there's no way I'm going to see it. Look, let, me, let, me, <laughs> let me explain spy, my, my spies to you. Just because it's a spy doesn't mean I'm going to like it. I don't do spy comedies unless it's more of an action comedy like Central Intelligence. Yeah. That, that wasn't well, all that good. But I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. but I don't do like, I like, I don't do. Well, you got like, Hitman's Bodyguard, which is close. But no, that's action comedy. Still. Yeah. I like something like Spy Hard. No. <laughs> if, 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 if it's a spy well, comedy, Melissa I don't McCarthy do it. it. She did a spy movie. Who? I don't even know the Melissa the one McCarthy with Jason one. Statham that we never saw. Because, yeah, no. Well, mostly. See, this one looks McCarthy. funny because it looks like they're spoofing a lot of James Bond stuff. And no. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, it looks funny. I didn't say it was well, funny. Well, he hasn't—he hasn't seen the trailer though. But no, maybe we'll see. It's Mila Kunis. I mean, come on. <laughs> Not that that like sells it better, but hey. <laughs> sure, a, a short skinny chick is what Kylan's really going to go to a movie to see. <laughs> That'll appeal. Like I said, I don't. Not that it's going to make a difference <laughs> on whether you're going to see it, but I know she's starring in it. This, this is an episode I think we need on YouTube with the faces you're giving Ken. Just, see, we got to talk about that anyway. I wouldn't <laughs> mind uh, starting a YouTube channel, but we'll t- that's something to talk about later. Uh, <laughs> we have one, but it just gets the occasional odd mall video. On exactly. It. <laughs> uh, so um, no. we should. 
we may be able to if we could do like a YouTube live going that'd be kind of cool then we don't have to do any editing or anything it's just a hit go and let it go <laughs> then we have to actually have to look good for the right yeah, no. <laughs> no we don't well okay you're a guy maybe not but no, <laughs> I care <laughs> so, so um, I, I have a face for audio and that's how I see it so no, <laughs> no. so um, how'd you guys do this week Oops. good Busy. you guys had some fun though this week we did. Yes, on, on Saturday we went to the Ohio Pinball Show. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which um, was in Cuyahoga Falls, which for those of you who don't know is the the northern neighbor of Akron. It's just like it's yeah. right across the border. Um, so just south of Cleveland. And um, they had uh, probably 100, 150 games or so. It was, it was a little smaller than last year. It was definitely smaller than last year. It was more filled year. in last year. There was, a little, there was a little more space to walk around this year. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, we were there for around about three hours playing pinball. So that was like fun. And I, I, I got some video games. You, yeah, they do have a few video games. Kyle went for some video games. They have any really good video games? What they have? Yeah, well, they had uh, actually they had like these uh, the the boxes that. Well, of course they had things like Shinobi and. Um, Miss Pac-Man, but they also had the multi-game one, so, so like they had like 50 games in there. Yeah. Like a Neo yeah. Geo system. Yeah. The other cool thing was they had they had Ms. Pac-Man pinball machine. Yes. Nice. I like that. That was actually one of my favorite ones. It was from, uh, obviously from the 80s, mm-hmm. and um, it actually had some good stuff going they on. Had lethal, they had the Lethal Weapon 3 one. I hadn't played mm-hmm. that since college. They, so they, oh. went like, they went old to new. They definitely had some from the 70s. There were, like, there were a couple of really early ones. Um, maybe late 60s mm-hmm. and then all the way up to relatively current they had a Guardians of the Galaxy one yeah. that had a video screen in the top not just your digital pixelated scoring it had it was showing yeah. clips from the movie well that's right. the one thing that about um, arcade gaming mm-hmm. which the pinball fits into all your regular cabinet games all that stuff is like um, pinball machines have always been made mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they were made before um, video games right yep. And I'm thinking that once the arcades go out, they'll still be making pinball machines. Mm-hmm. I don't think arcades are ever going to go. Uh, the weird thing is, like, you know, they kind of died There's down a There's a resurgence bit. of them right now. There's yeah. a resurgence, you know. But, so, but, I, but I mean, even if, even if you weren't into the video game type thing, you could go back to the old school pinball that didn't really have the computer circuits in it. Now, exactly. like, nowadays, they do. They have the yeah. computer circuits, all this. Like, you get... 50 million points and you have no idea how you got those points. Right. Whereas the old school ones, you hit that little pillar a dozen times, you know you're getting 1,200 points. Right. You know? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, the, the old game, or um, the new pinball machines, I think somewhat almost fall under the problem of they're getting almost too complicated. Yeah. With the ramps and the, the then out of nowhere, you don't know why, all of a sudden you have 10 balls in front of you and you're trying to attack them yeah, all. Yeah, like it's, it's kind of, it's one of the reasons I don't try to go in for tournaments as much as I enjoy playing because... The, the tournament play is usually the newer ones, definitely from the 90s forward. Mm-hmm. And so much of the scoring is knowing, like, exactly what thing you have to hit at what time and, like, right. memorizing essentially the rules of the game. And every single pinball machine is different. Kind of, Actually, it sounds kind of like um, we were talking, I think, last week about that Mario, the mm-hmm. Mario speedrunning, where yeah. you have to actually know the glitches in the game. Yep. And you're yep. counting not by how fast you're running the game, but how many frames... Uh, 
t- move or uh, picture frames, you can actually mm-hmm. save. Can right. you save three frames here and four frames there to actually exactly? And, and they time the game now by how many frames it took to get to the end and, of the game. And it's kind of like if I hit the ball in this direction, it goes up the ramp there. Well, I don't get the extra points, but if I do it the next time, then I get the extra points. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's kind of like. But they they had like the full range of game, the ones that were kind of like knockoff of of other games. Like they had one called Secret Service that was obviously supposed to be some kind of spy based movie takeoff mm-hmm. you know and, yeah and they had but then they had like the the legit ones that were twilight zone popeye which was a really good one right they had um the wwe yeah um uh, or was it wrestlemania it was wrestlemania well, it was, uh, it was WWE. WWE. It, yeah legends it was, it was legends of wrestlemania because it had both hulk and the rock on the big okay thing. um they had indiana jones mm-hmm. um terminator 2 the, they had the tommy game Right. Um, Dracula, which was from the Bram Stoker, Bram Stoker movie. Yeah. <laughs> did they have any of the really old ones from the, with the, that did not have digital display? They had turn dial. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they had were... a few. Of the, and those ones I kept playing because like no one was waiting on those. Yeah. <laughs> so I well, just see, kept playing, which I, I like. I love those ones. I grew up playing one. Do you ever hear one Williams put out back in the 70s called Gold Rush? Mm-hmm. It had two like minor 49er guys, but they were okay. um, almost metal looking because they're real skinny with pointed knees right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a basic, you shot the ball up the side, it had um, the two rails to come down, or it had two rails because it had the spin mm-hmm. box in the middle. Okay. Right. And then it had your five bumpers with two side lanes, mm-hmm. and then you could two exit side lanes there. But that's it. Mm-hmm. And you had the bumper in the middle that obviously pops up if you if you get it to pop up. They had right. one of the really old ones they had was called Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Which is kind right. of funny because it was like long before the, mu- the music came out. Um, yeah, but- it, was, it was like a Middle Eastern, like Sinbad to say yeah, like kind it was of like thing Sinbad going sort on. Okay. And that, but yeah, they had they had a good selection. So oh, the, like, the like said, uh, like which one? Hours. The uh, Stargate one. That was oh, a good. Star, one. Yeah, they did the have Stargate, Stargate was really good. Oh, yeah. cool! And there was an attack from Mars, which is based on Mars attacks because really yeah. they made the aliens mm-hmm. look like them. And you could, um, it actually had a UFO near the top in the middle, and if you hit it a certain number of times, the UFO exploded, and like then you got multi ball and everything went crazy. And mm-hmm. that was nice. <laughs> now, did, did you get the um, sound effects of the act? There were similar, <laughs> similar sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the one, the one thing that disappointed me was playing the Incredible Hulk game, which was obviously from the seventies. Yeah, and it didn't have noises, like it no. didn't have any. And I was like, was ah. it Luke Rigna one or was it? No, it was it was the Marvel comic okay. one, yeah. but but it was a legit Incredible Hulk game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, it should have had at least a few little sounds. Right. Yeah. <laughs> should have had a Hulk smash And there was a $6 million man one, but that was over in the tournament area. Yeah, there were a few that were just in the tournament area, so you couldn't play. Like, they had the Doctor Who one there, $6 mm-hmm. million dollar man, Demolition Man. Yeah, there were a few of them that were over there that we couldn't get to. Right. Okay. But uh, I played the Doctor Who one before. It was yeah. one from the... 80s to 90s because it right. wasn't the current version of Doctor no, Who it was the no. it was the classic. Oh, ah, okay. But but it is a good one. I played that before. But yeah, we had we had a good time. We had a good time. Cool. And um I know it, I didn't do a whole lot of geeky stuff yesterday. I did, I had um I actually got a chance to go work out up with the stunt team. Nice. It's been a 3 or 4 months since it, it was hurting, but hey. <laughs> yeah, you haven't done it since June. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's between art shows and everything else, I haven't had a chance to get mm-hmm. up there. Right. Well, I'd like the, to, the 20 odd balls that we have now. Yeah, exactly. That's that's another one of it, and there are more coming. So what? as soon as we get a chance to sit down with Andy, we'll uh, announce because I know the um, well we've made the announcements on a couple of them. Right. But remind you guys of what's coming up. The next odd mall though is still off in May, so mm-hmm. we'll tell you about that. And closer it's not we that get far off. It's no. barely a month. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's early May, isn't it? Yep. It's, yes. it's the first weekend. First it's, always, weekend. it's always it's always the. 
free comic book day weekend. Yeah, but now he's got one May, June, July, um, and then is September. September. Yeah. October, November, December, and February. <laughs> November is is Con on the Cob, but still we counted as when part I met of the Andy, yeah. we had two odd malls and one Con on the uh -huh. Cob, and that was it. Now he's got something twelve months of the year. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. And the outpost all the time. Yeah, this will be twelve months of the year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but. Oh. I, didn't do I, did, I did finish, I did finally finish a book that I had been reading, like, it, it took me way too long to finish that book, <laughs> um, that was the, because I reread the, uh, the first book in the um, Rogue Squadron series, the yeah. X-Wing series, so finally finished that one, and I picked up, I went right into the second book, and I'm hoping to be done with this book within a week. Cause I, I feel, I'm starting to get my reading legs back. <laughs> reading legs. It's, it's kind of like you know, if you if you been on the boat for too long, then as soon as you get on, on land, you're like on the boat. You're wobbly. Because I'm, I'm anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you're like, oh, I'm really? On. You're gonna bring that here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got one going back to the pinballs. Uh -huh. Did you see the video of the guy? He's an engineer, and his dog's real smart with the the uh, puzzle stuff like that. So he made her a pinball machine. Oh no! <laughs> Where she drops it in and she has to like smack the, the, the little spring thing. Uh huh. She drops the ball in and flips it. <gasps> that was like that one we played we yesterday. Play, yeah, we played. Okay, first one, we played two of the tabletop two player pinball games again. See, I've never seen one of those. Um, we, we played Joust again. They had it again. Um, so we played that and we played one that was. Kind of like that. It was like, you remember the old school wooden labyrinth maze where you had to tilt? Yeah. It was an entire pinball game like that where it was two player and it had four or five different essentially mazes. You had to go through them in order and it was one player's turn and you had to like turn your joystick to get the board to flip in different okay. ways and then it suddenly went it gave you a certain amount of time and then it went to the second player and they had to do the same one mm -hmm. and then only when you finished it did you get to go to the second part of the maze and it, it was it was crazy hard look we, wow. we only got to the second part out of six <laughs> out of six yeah. it was crazy hard to do nice yeah, but yeah we that one wasn't there last year i don't remember seeing no it. i don't so remember that, was, that, that one pretty, it was pretty cool though yeah no because uh, joust was definitely there yeah I think they may have two jousts. Yeah, that one wasn't. So but yeah. that that was different. That was definitely different. Right. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like I said, I didn't do anything much geeky, but Vicky yesterday had her painting, and she's a rebel a rebel out there not painting anything. <laughs> she had a painting class that they were supposed to be cute, painting cute little Easter bunnies, but how'd that go, Vicky? <laughs> I sure got weird looks from little teenage girls. Which is hilarious. <laughs> she painted mountains. <laughs> a stormy, a stormy night sky is what it came out to be. Mm -hmm. She was inspired by Jesse painting Stormageddon and painted Storm. Yes. <laughs> See, so really, it is bunny related. <laughs> it is, but her picture actually came out awesome looking, especially since there was no real plan at the beginning. It looked cool. Right. So, I like the I like her artistic style where it's just all organic. Mm -hmm. There's no actual plan. It's but it comes out awesome looking. And Jordan's so. got classes like twice a week, so we can take them all the time. <laughs> yeah. You can fill your home with paintings. And We're getting there. We got yeah. three already. <laughs> like, the pictures are big. Yeah, they're a good is. size. For, it's what, like 20 bucks each or something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So. Uh, but, but yeah, we're, we're working on getting her to come to, to Con the Cobb. Nice. She's looking into doing maybe gl glittery fairies for us or something. That would work. <laughs> it's a fairy theme this exactly. year. But how, but how long is uh, one of her sessions? Two classes. Two, two hours. Two hours? I might you think whether you can get a movie in? 
No, <laughs> I was gonna no. yeah, you guys could go see a movie. <laughs> I was thinking like if we got her at Oddmall, I'm like, no, we never did. I was like, well, you know, technically that could count as a as a workshop, but we mm -hmm. have to find space for it. Uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, we that's what it. we were talking about doing. Well, yeah. think about well, yeah, Jesse and Vicky have been talking to her about odd malls, definitely for Con on the Cobb, mm -hmm. and also um, Andy. I know wants to have her come in here once this is open because mm -hmm. he wants to do art style classes and stuff here also. Yeah. So. Yeah, jo Georgie's going to be part of the family, whether she knows it yet or not. <laughs> well, she was. She was uh, used to be an oddball vendor. Yeah. So, so um, but do we have any other housekeeping stuff coming up that we need to talk about here? Not the moment. Um, remember, like I said earlier, the last week of uh, March, March 31st, the Malted Meeple, we will have our fourth or third, second quarter. Second quarter movies. Movie previews. That's right. So start figuring out what's coming up and what are you excited about. Come out and hang out with us. Um, they have new food there, so. Check out the good. new digs. There's a new month's worth of milkshakes to do and oh, yeah. all that stuff. And we'll talk about Amway later. It'll be a good time. <laughs> no one's going to get that <laughs> I know. I know what Amway is, but is that a reference to something else? No. Just a reference to Amway. <laughs> You bring people together with some yeah. kind of fun excuse and, and then you sell them Amway. <laughs> no, 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 no. Get... schemes no, for no, no. everybody. The secret is not to sell Amway. It's to sell others on the idea of selling Amway. That's right. That's what it is. <laughs> that's how you make money with Amway. <laughs> Making that pyramid it's scheme a... money. <laughs> Maybe now I want to say I'm going to get you suckers. Can I speak to you? You ain't going to try to sell me Amway products, are you? No, man. <laughs> See, the thing is, my parents, actually growing up, my parents got into that. Not oh. But according to my dad, actually, their products are very good products. They are good but products. But it's a matter of, you're not trying to sell the product. You're trying to sell someone else on selling yes. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But their cleaning products and the other stuff that they sell actually work, and they're very good. If you can get away with just buying a product from yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> so, Making that money. <laughs> Um, we know now getting into the news section. We know WonderCon is going this weekend, but it's still going when we're recording. Yes. Right. So Miss Dawn will have a general recap of all the big, huge news from it probably next week. Yeah. Why not? Technically, so. at the time of recording, the doors are probably just now open, so For, there's no news has happened yet. Yeah, because it's in California. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I know there's been some huge stuff that's already come out of it. I know in the way of DC Comics, I've not seen anything else yet. So. They got a new line of hot pockets, from what I hear. Yeah, I'm just kidding. No, no, never mind. <laughs> you know what? I would I would not be surprised. <laughs> Hot Pockets is now targeting the geek audience. They should have targeted it a long time ago. They don't have ago. to target it. I mean, no. come on. Yeah. They're, they're well, the funny thing is, Hot Pockets, you could do the same stuff you do with uh, Pop-Tarts. It's the same thing, just ones with um, cream filling or pizza um, rolls. with stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pizza rolls and Hot Pockets. And that's They're it. all in the same market. Yeah. So you start yeah. with pizza rolls <laughs> for your appetizer, Hot Pockets is your meal, and then Pop-Tarts for desserts. They're sweet. That's healthy. Oh that's right. God, that's, <laughs> that's a three-course meal. <laughs> Call the, the paramedics now. <laughs> so what is happening in the news other than WonderCon? In other news... Uh, uh, one you thing, know what? I need to, I need oh, to get a news ticker here. Or yeah. whatever it is that they had. Remember from um, the Great Space Coaster. Whatever the news thing, the, the thing they played in front of Gary Gnu. You guys remember yeah. the Great Space no Coaster? no good news is the good news. That's right, Gary with Gary Gnu. Gnu. <laughs> now, we are the only three people in the world that remember that. No, we're not. No, we're, no, not. we're not. Other people do. Man, I, I want, they, they, they have never put that on Blu-ray and DVD yet. I no. find it on YouTube, though. Well, Rob <laughs> heard, I was talking to Andy because Andy actually met the guy who did Gary Gnu. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's... 
Everybody in the world is fighting over the rights for it. No uh, one knows exactly who owns the rights to the Great Space go. Coaster. Because that was a huge show. Yeah. Yep. It was. It was. I watched it all the time. But so, anyways, minus our news. ticker. Um, the, at Walt Disney World, uh, this, this kind of came out a while ago, that they were going to be updating the Pirates of the Caribbean ride across all the parks. And um, Disneyland Paris was the one who revived it last year. And... The, the Walt Disney World in Florida this past week unveiled the new version of the attraction and what was mainly changed was the not surprisingly now offensive scene of auctioning off women for brides. Um, <laughs> if, if, you've, if you've ever been through the old version of it, you know there's a, there was a main scene and there was a whole bunch of women and it said wenches for auction and the primary one that they were auctioning off at the time during the scene was this busty redhead um see that's that's not offensive that's accurate history <laughs> it's not what we do now but yes, that's what they did but, then but disney is not a historical park <laughs> yeah. um, so, so why don't they just switch the roles and put the guys up there so for sale? well basically what they've done um is they've turned it into a goods auction they've got all of these the rich people from the town who are essentially hostage of the pirates um auctioning off all their goods like there's a guy with a big grandfather clock on his back or something like that. Like the, they're auctioning off all the all the good stuff now. Um, and the redheaded former wench is now actually a pirate in the scene. So she's helping to lead the auction. Okay. Um, so that just was unveiled this past week, and they're going to be working on the one at the Disneyland Park next. Um, I think in April they're they're closing it down for a bit. So that's good news, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're still getting the characters there. I mean, they, right. they've changed it multiple times over the years, especially when Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie came out. Right. They did add Jack Sparrow to, to the ride. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, they've, they've changed things over time anyway. And, and uh, Disney has always been part of the, you know, keep things current sort of mindset. And that's right. what Walt Disney himself always wanted. He wanted to make sure progress was always made. So it's not surprising. Um, the, the other big thing I have, of course, is my Deadpool download because the big trailer came out this week. <laughs> An Man. awesome Deadpool 2 trailer that showed you so much more than the earlier teaser mm -hmm. that um, was pretty awesome. It starts out with the song by the beloved Air Supply, All Out of Love. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you see Dopinder, our favorite taxi driver, um, sitting in the car, just waiting there, kind of grooving along to the song. And then in the background, you see Deadpool starting to run towards the car in a bit of a shout-out to Indiana Jones yelling, Start the car! <laughs> <laughs> well, the so, weird thing is this, if I remember, no, I, I think we didn't see this in the theater, did we? The Deadpool 2 trailer? The new one just came out. The new one? Okay. Yeah, we did. And was it, it, yeah. it, did, it wasn't Red Band. I don't think. Well, the one I saw was Red Band. Yeah. <laughs> well, I no, no, no. The one I mean, saw was. Was it? Because we've remember. seen two different we've seen two different ones. Yeah. No, no, no. The new one we've only seen on Red on um, blue, yeah on Facebook. YouTube. That's the one. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So so we have we know Dopinder we knew Dopinder was back anyway. So. <laughs> Um, and then apparently this is a little more international than the first one because we do see Deadpool fighting Japanese gentlemen in a bathhouse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the way they're dressed, it's most likely in Japan because, I mean, elsewhere they're not likely to get into full gear like that. Right. It could be a lie. Um, it, it could still be New York, I mean, early. <laughs> yeah. Um, but although New York would have a different kind of bathhouse. Um, 
<laughs> then you do find out that uh, Cable says, I'm here for the kid. So Cable is actually after the kid for the wrong reasons, according to Deadpool. So Deadpool has to save the kid. You don't know who the kid is. It's still not made clear who the that kid is. That was my is. next question. Still not clear, although he is some kind of mutant, because obviously you see him in a scene where there's destruction and his hands are glowing, and he has that lovely collar around his neck, which apparently isn't working if his hands are glowing. Right. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that, that gives you the basic plot, that Cable comes to get the kid, Deadpool tries to save the kid. But we don't know much more than that. Um, then, of course, you get the big one, where it's finally out, Deadpool actually says X-Force. Yeah. I can't do this alone. Let's create X-Force. Well, the, but he was wearing the, the X-Men shirt. Yeah, he was yeah. wearing that little no, no, no. drip there. But right before he mentions X-Force, you see him rolling around in Professor X's chair. Yes. Yeah. You see Professor X's chair with portraits of Abe Lincoln and Barack Obama on the wall, so I don't know where they are. Um, and, er, and you also see when he hugs Colossus, there's a portrait of Karl Marx on the wall. And um, of course he's fondling Colossus's butt the whole of time. Of course, of course. <laughs> it was great. Come on. Um, so yeah, so um, even even though Domino thinks it's rather derivative to call themselves X Force, uh, which you know it is, but uh, and then he goes full Wonder Woman slash Wakanda with the X across his chest, <laughs> and um, then but we do get confirmation that Terry Crews is playing Jesse Bedlam. Mm -hmm. This is a new character for a lot of people, but he is in the comics. He he was from the '90s. He he came in uh, with uh, Factor X in in uh, '95. He is an expert oh, fighter yeah. who excels in hand-to-hand -hand combat, gifted with insane strength. He can create electromagnetic fields, um, and the power can actually be, like, he's learned to use his power in so many different ways that he can actually um, not only interfere with tech in that sort of way, but also tap into brainwaves. Oh, well. So he can seriously mess with people. And, and Bedlam is a character who knows how to use his powers. Yeah. yeah. He, he, it's not just someone who's new to this. He knows. Um, so yeah, and uh, then then you have uh, the the crop top that we've talked about, which there, there's discussion over whether it's an attempt at his X Force uniform, which he's tried at other times with duct tape, or if it's just a souvenir he happened to get from the X Mansion when he was in the wheelchair. Uh, you know, he had time to go through people's drawers and pick. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get a lot more X Men in this um, than we did the yes, first one. Yes, there's there's a lot more Xness involved um, because you do see Negasonic Teenage Warhead, um, and you also see a pink-haired character who is suspected to be Surge. Okay. Um, so, it, but because it's unclear, you know, they haven't come up with that. But there, there's just so much and the fact that like you've got the fourth wall breaking because he talks about well you know you you need some kind of some um people young enough who are going to be able to carry their own franchise for 10 to 12 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and then he of course you get weasel at the very end when he's talking to him and he's he's like well you know um it, it, it lives up to the hype plus plus and he's like well you know why would you do a third one if you kill it with a second you know like, <laughs> they're just flat out talking about the movies so uh, I, I watched this as soon as it came out I watched this trailer about three times in a row I was at work and then I was just like, how the hell am I supposed to work now? Um, because how bad did you start laughing? I know! I was, like, I... I was like, I had to shut my door at one point. Luckily, my, my office mate had, was not in yet. And I was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome yeah. trailer. Like, just the trailers alone are worth it for Deadpool. And it, 
essentially there was confirmation that it's basically just going to be called Deadpool 2 because they didn't change anything else. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, See, there's that. See, after me, and this, this is a true story, like, back... Don't start it that way. No, but, no but I have to tell because <laughs> I have to tell this because it's like, there's people who probably don't remember this happening, but it did. Uh, back around 90, 90 91, we were playing the uh, old Marvel... Um, superheroes RPG and so like me and my friends we decided we were going to give our team a name right so we're trying to come up with a name I said well how about X-Force because no, at that point you had X-Men and X-Factor I said how about X-Force and the guys were like X-Force that sounds stupid nobody would go with that name and then like <laughs> two not two or three years later X-Force I go <laughs> see this and like they don't of course the, the the guys who play with me won't remember this because well we're all this is 30 years later but I remember it just saying so basically you should be credited with no I shouldn't I'm just saying like <laughs> you know you know maybe I'm like you know, Deadpool in a way I don't know I don't break the fourth wall though and I don't have like the healing powers I have a sword. So, so you're not like Deadpool in any way, is what you're saying. I am, but it's different. <laughs> it's like I said, um, it's, it is. It's the same, but different. Yeah. Did you have a news story? I, I do. I have one more thing, but I want well, you to get to yeah. I, I do. No, have get to yours. Get to yours. Okay. Well, <laughs> I got exciting news. Um, it was announced this week that we're about to get Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection. I cannot believe it's been 30 years. I've been playing all the different iterations of Street Fighter. But we're getting this, and it's awesome. It's uh, produced by Capcom. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna launch for the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, Windows, and Xbox One. It's coming out uh, May of 2018. Uh, and actually, uh, there's going to be 12 different versions of Street Fighter on here. It'll include the original Street Fighter from '87, five iterations of Street Fighter Two, including. World Warrior, Champion Edition, Turbo, Hyper Fighting, Super, and Super Turbo. Three iterations of Street Fighter Alpha, Alpha, Alpha 2, Alpha 3, and three versions of Street Fighter 3, including New Generation, Second Impact, and Third Strike. And if that's not enough Street Fighter for you, then just go and watch the old movie, the, the first one, not the really? second one. <laughs> I'm just saying. First of all, the, see, I love the Street Fighter games, but you're going to send them, honestly, to go see the movie? You know movie? what? No. The animated movie. Much okay. better. Okay. Much better. Watch the anime. Yes. Yeah. And, but, yeah, so I'm excited about this because, you know, sometimes I just want to, sometimes I just feel like playing Ken Masters. I just do. And you can play Ryu, you can play Ryu on all of them because everybody loves Ryu. I'm not knocking out. I like the character. But Ken doesn't get a lot of love. So I want to play Ken Masters, and I get to do that with this collection. And, you know, doll scene. You'll go fire. You'll go flame. <laughs> you, just, you just wanted that story just so you could say that. That's yeah, really uh, the uh, only uh, reason you unless, wanted that unless, unless there was, like you said, you know, what do you do if there is a yoga studio? That's on fire. Exactly. Yoga fire. I, I told Kylan, I'm like, do you mean to tell me if you happen to be driving by a yoga studio that was on fire, you would not just look at it and go, yoga fire, yoga flame. <laughs> really, you would. Yoga, yoga fire. As serious as it is, you would still do it. Yoga flame. <laughs> okay, my last little story is something that I caught up on that we can, you know, discuss the rest if you want. But 
Um, on Saturday, March 24th, this past Saturday, which for us is yesterday and for you guys is a few days ago, um, Constantine City of Demons animated show premiered on CWC. Is it up? Okay. Five episodes have premiered so far. They're only six or seven minutes each, so all five of yeah. them will you'll spend like 32 minutes on. I just watched them this morning. Um, it's only a part of an episode because um, it, it did not, you know, resolve things at the end. He's kind of like midway through. Uh, but it's really good. It gives you, it still has the feel of a Constantine episode, partly because Matt Ryan is the voice of Constantine. Like, he is just Constantine now. Like, there's no way anyone else could be Constantine at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it has the feel of the live action, and considering all the um, blood and um, decapitations and such that are in the animated, it's kind of good that it's not live action. Uh, <laughs> There's a pool full of bloody dead bodies, like literally a pool when he goes to see this demon at one point. It's, so it's kind of gross and I'm glad it's not live action, but yeah. um, but no, it's a, it's a, it's a good story so far. It's, it's, um, it starts out with him being um, afflicted by these mini demons that he finds out are his inner demons and he has to like take them back. And then he finds out his friend Chaz, uh, his daughter's in a coma, and they can't figure out why. And of course, it's because there's demons involved, because it's Constantine. Yeah. It wouldn't be any other way. Of course. Uh, but you do get a little more of his backstory in this. So you, if you're into the character, you get something about um, that happened to him earlier when he was just getting into and just reading about the occult and thought he was better at it than he really was when summoning a demon and something went wrong. So you find out a bit of his background, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's on CWC. Well, that's something that's going to be on our list now for this week. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, you can watch it via the web. It's easier via the app. Yeah. Um, and it's completely free. The other awesome thing is that they also have the entire first season of Constantine on CWC. You can watch all 13 episodes. Um, and, of course, he's been on Legends of Tomorrow twice already. And the news is that he is a regular character if they get picked up for season four. Right. Which they probably will. Yeah, we just have, I mean, it's just not the time of year for them to confirm that they've had uh, Yeah, the CW always is late yet. in the year. The CW yeah. usually confirms there's end, late May almost. Yeah, and you usually get all the superhero shows at the same time. So um, it's, it's highly likely they're going to get picked up for another season and Constantine will be a regular on the show. Um, he's, this past, this past week, I don't know if you guys caught Legends of Tomorrow this, this mm -hmm. past week, but... It was very like it was the Constantine that everyone loved from his yeah. show. Yeah. Yes. Like it was. It was an awesome episode. Um, it necromancing the stone, which was like, yes. the best yes. title ever. That was great. Episode. I'm loving yeah. Wally on Legends right now. Just because, except for his hair, I'm liking what well, he's doing. <laughs> his character fits perfect for this show. He yeah, it, he does very well, and he's also learning that he can't you know just zip over and get Mike from his. Uh, Mick from his uh, from his room, um, throwing a robe on him. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was the yeah. best. The fact that he sleeps naked, might be able to be careful there. Yes. <laughs> and the, the others tried to warn him. That's the funny yes. part. Yes, yes, and he, and of course, not surprisingly, he acts quick and he goes and gets it done. And he's like, oh. <laughs> you know, he's definitely from the way they describe him. He's definitely the monk of the group. 
Mm-hmm. I yeah, kind of like that. Yeah, he is now. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, he was meditating and everything before, and... Uh, That's, I think, one of the... He's almost like the know-it-all little brother right now. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, the, the, the monk part of it, I think, is closer to probably what they're... Um, would have been pulled from the original Wally West, but the rest of that character is all new Wally West. Yes. Yeah. Yes. New, younger Wally West. Because the original Wally West, um, especially they're in Flash comics right now, they're exploring it more that um, Barry approaches the Speed Force as a scientific thing. Mm-hmm. He's all brains and stuff like that. Wally, the original Wally, was more spiritual. He's like right. more feeling in the way it works and stuff. And the kid is more like an engineering type thing. He's still a teenager, so he's yeah. still learning. But yeah, and they're they're getting him involved in looking at the engines on the ship right, too. So, for yeah. Legends of well, that's I've said that when they said they're bringing him in, is like we, they established that in the Flash series mm-hmm. that he's all about engineering. He rebuilds engines for cars yeah. for racing and stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, with getting rid of Jax, you need a new engineer on the ship. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's what Wally's gonna do. Yeah. And actually, th- this past episode was kind of cool, though. They Gary played a big role. Yes. Literally. I still think um, Gary's going to actually be the villain. Well, the, the interesting Mollus. thing is, one of the theory there's a theory about him being Mollusk. There's also a theory about him being Dr. Fate. Especially now with his connection with Constantine, because Constantine has Fate's helmet. Right. As was established That's in the what I was going to say. It's like, I don't see Gary being Dr. Fate. Gary may become Dr. Fate if he gets yeah, old the helmet. No, yeah, he's not currently. Yeah. But. I mean, but potential. the thing is, like, Gary survives a lot of stuff. And that... then there's there's the joke about him being a wizard. Right. And, you know, so, and that, that was the other kind of cool geeky reference that they, by the end of the show, Constantine's playing D&D with him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because because Gary knew exactly what was happening during the course of the episode because right. of a and D campaign. Yeah. yeah. And Constantine was just kind of like, what? But and you know what? The, the cool thing is if you have a warlock that understands how magic works, mm-hmm. then you would have somebody like, when somebody's trying to do, do, do something stupid, it'll be like, you would never, that spell would never work because of blah, blah, blah. You need somebody that'll keep people honest. Because, like, well, can I just do a spell that'll make everybody fly? No, you can't because you're going to. There's, <laughs> there's effects to that. So, exactly. yeah. it's like, yes, you can. You don't want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can. There's there's consequences for everything. I, I, um, I, I would like to play with uh, with Constantine. I, I think mm-hmm. I would just, uh, you know. Well, we have, like, three things that we were, we're going to talk about here in a yes. minute. But I do want to give a Kickstarter update on the three major ones we've been watching. We'll talk about Constantine. You have the, the three-way kind of going right now, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. With yeah. Sarah, Ava, and... Yeah. Well, I don't um, know if Sarah's kicked Ava away now. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's going to. This will bring her back. And it's, it's got to yeah. be a whole well, thing. Well, it's, it's more of one of those for your own safety. I have to make you think I'm breaking up with you. It's a CW thing. they got to have drama. Yeah. So, but looking at Kickstarter, we got the three ones we're watching. All of them end in a little over, either a little over, a little under a week from now. Yeah. Um, one of them is in trouble. Yes. The My Little Demon, 10th anniversary plush from he- our friend Heather Kreider. Um, They're sitting as of recording time with 12 days to go. So it'll be just about a week when this is released. $16,634 is pledged of a $29,000 goal. 50%. Yeah. She's so she's about halfway there. 50, yeah. So we need to get some help out there, guys. And this is an all or nothing. So if you're a fan and you're waiting on this, hoping that, you know, once the Kickstarter is funded, you can go ahead and pick these up once she's at a show. That's not happening. These do not get produced, period, if she doesn't get the money for it. Exactly. And Geeksters, we know we got friends out there. Even if you're not into this type of thing, I know you have friends who are. Uh, go to Kickstarter. Actually, Miss Dawn, I'm going to have you share this on our site as much as you can. Yep. Go to our Facebook page and our website and get the links. Share them on your Facebook page, all your social media. Get it out there. We need to help Heather do this. Yep. Yeah, just, just We're going to mobilize the Geeksters. Sharing is a big thing. And if you share on um, 
on Twitter, make sure to put some hashtags on because there are some bots that auto retweet things. Mm -hmm. Put the hashtag bronies on the end of every time you put this Kickstarter out there. There are a couple of bots that auto retweet to their followers right. for this cool. sort of thing. So I've done that every time and it's always gotten at least one or two retweets. So okay. bronies, my little pony, MLP, there's various things you can do to and plush, just various hashtags to try and get people's attention for it. And if you have any questions about um, what some of those are and stuff, Shoot us a message. Miss Dawn will actually help you out and figure out how to get this out there. We're I will gonna... lead you through the Twitter jungle. We need to um, <laughs> mobilize the army of geeksters out there and help out right. Heather. Uh, the next one is also another one that might be in trouble. Is um, Mike, our buddy from um, Mike McFarland with Spontaneously Combustible Games, is Flippin' Finds Diner. Once again, right now it has 16 days left. So it's going to be about a week left when you guys hear this. Right now we're at $5,735 out of 8000 So he's... Past the halfway point, he's, he's but two thirds of the way. We need to we need to come in strong on this one, guys. And this is a seriously fun game. It's a it's one of those ones that you can say it's a game for all ages because it's probably ages like seven or eight and up. Um, it's it's a twist on memory, and it's we've talked about it before, but it's a really fun game and it's really well made. They had yeah. they've had sample ones. They've been play testing with people at Odd Mall and other places. And if you're in the Akron area, um, look up. Uh, what is it called? It's at it's at Nervous Dog Cafe. Once a month, there's a meeting of gamers, and one of the guys that's the oh, creator the, um, of the game, Boga? Ultimate Team Up, Ultimate, Ultimate Team, team Up. up. Okay. Yeah. Um, look them up on Twitter or Facebook, and you'll see when they're going to be at Nervous Dog. They've been playing Flip and Finds there at, at yeah. least once a month, sometimes once a week, I think. Um, so check out to see if they've got anything near you, and you could, like we said before, you can play it online. Um, so just go to the Kickstarter page and look up all the links. You'll see everywhere it says you can play online for free. You can try it out before pledging. But it's it's a cheap game. It's like it's yeah. only 20 or 30 bucks. So and it's a lot of fun. That's Flip and Finds Diner on Kickstarter. Also, it's another one we're gonna, we'll share and make sure it's out there. And like I said, same thing. Share it with everybody you know. Um, get out there. We all, They only need, what was that, uh, $2,300 less, dollars yeah, more? Like so we need a lot more backers on it, though. Uh, the last one is one that's already made its money and add and plus I've already backed it because I told Sean last week I was going to and I, I backed it for the PDF level myself. But Kyle's um, getting the book, you know. That's that. right. <laughs> Which one are you getting? The player manual, or the yeah. player and the GM manual. Just the player. Okay. Just the player, yeah. Because, I get, like I said, i got to build Blackhawk on this. That could be a blast, have an actual pro wrestler running around. I already know how he would act. There you go. So it's perfect. <laughs> I run into yeah. suplex someone on top of their head and yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're they're onto all their stretch goals, but if you're into yeah. if you're into GI Joe '80s action, want to RPG mask kind of GI Joe any of those? What's up? My foot's asleep. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Freedom Squadron right now with 15 days to go according to record recording time is at 24,091 out of an $8,000 goal. So yep. we're gonna get Freedom Squadron. Yes. So um, this one's awesome. Congratulations, Sean. I'm already going to call it. Well, didn't he say, was it 4,000, 400 or 500 backers that there's going to do that 24-hour watch through? I think, he said, I think he said 400, which the... Well, he said 407 they, backers. They, well, yeah, they crossed that one a couple of days ago. So if you guys watch the Kickstarter page and read this, um, the day before the... or um, Yeah, it'll be on April, Monday, April 9th, starting at noon until Tuesday, April 10th at noon. They're going to do a 24-hour... Uh, vi video of this live stream. <laughs> so Sean, will, now anybody who knows Sean, 
his character, he gets even more fun the more tired he gets. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is going to be fun to watch. There may end up being alcohol involved. Just, <laughs> just a little bit. I can't wait Look. to see the new the victory dance at noon on Tuesday after he's been awake for 24 hours. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing all the, the swag that they're talking about. Because, uh, you know, I, that means uh, berets and, and like, like military gear with, with like, I'm thinking there's going to be a really cool looking Freedom Squadron patch on a beret that may be happening at some point, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he plays, Sean already wears the beret. Yeah. yeah. He has the beret. Yes. So, you know. Well, when we had him on the show last week, you guys weren't able to see it, but he actually was in the full um, General Steel uh, <laughs> cosplay. Of right. course. Because he had been live streaming all day. And, then, and so, and I was thinking, you know what? I, I, when Don Don mentioned this the other day, because we were just talking about it, she says, you know, not many people can say that they got promoted by the guy that actually created the game. And I'm like, Oop. Kylan got fanboy at that point. Yeah. I'm, like, I even I'm, think like, about I'm it. glad I didn't hey. point this out to you before it happened. Well, one of Sean's <laughs> previous games, Shintar, I actually have the book for that if you want to read through it. Okay. <laughs> so, um, that's another world that he made for Savage Worlds also. Yes. So, but I think that's all of our news and our Kickstarter update. I think so. Um, remember, all of these have a, just over or just under a week at this point. So, especially for um, Heather Crider's My Little Demon's 10th anniversary and for Flippin' Finds Diner for with our buddy Mike, go out, share those everywhere. Flood we, the we, social networks. We will have the links in our show notes. That's right. So, um, but we need to talk. There was a couple of new shows that have um, premiered recently that we've yes. not talked about. We have not talked about the return of Timeless. No, and we Vicky and I only saw the first one. Okay, we're trying to find time to find watch the shows yeah, we have to I watch. <laughs> but yeah. um, our lives are a little bit busy. A little bit. Darn part podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, but Timeless all, has been fun. We're all glad that Timeless is back. Yes. Yeah, and crazier than ever. And all the homework I keep getting. Yeah, she's getting eBay homework. <laughs> but um, yeah, Timeless. Uh, it's almost like this is what time travel show should be. It really is. And it, yeah. and it doesn't take itself so seriously that it can't make changes that affect things. Right. And well, I mean, they've had major changes to start this season. Yes. Right? Because they're they're basically our, our, our heroes, quote unquote heroes, um, are essentially in hiding. Right. And um, in what seems to be an underground bunker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, and trying to basically recuperate and recover and and uh, get where they need to go and still try to track things. And, and of course, we have um, Rufus's girlfriend who's going through something that we still don't know what's going on. Right. Um, she's well, having, it had to do with her being the fourth person in the pod. Yes. Vicky right. had to remind me of that. She's, she's <laughs> having some kind of weird attacks. She's almost having, like, seizures. She's also having visions. Um, well, remember, at the end of last season, she was in the hospital. Yes, from this. exactly. So something's going on that um, they 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 reveal a little bit in the second episode, so I won't say it. But um, mm-hmm. but as the season goes on, you're going to get more and more yeah. Yeah. based on what's well, going that, on. Well, that and the billionaire guy that's not quite as smart as he used to be. Yes, because he was the one that built all this stuff to start with, and yes. now he doesn't know how it works. Uh uh-uh. uh. So something's going on. <laughs> yeah. And well, we know when they blew everything up, it just probably fried everybody that yeah. was in the area. And uh, the beginning of the, the first episode this season, of course, you had um, Lucy? Lucy. Lucy. Um, Lucy had been essentially kidnapped by her mom mm-hmm. after finding out that she was Rittenhouse. Right. 
um, that she was. At part... this point, everybody's written. I know. <laughs> She's both, but she was also from mom and dad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that she she had just all the first season, it, she thought it was just her dad, and the very end of the season found out it was her mom too. Mm-hmm. Um. So she's basically playing along with them is, is how it starts. Um, and things, obviously, she's trying She's trying to not do a lot of what they want to do, but is forced to do some things she really doesn't want to do. Right. And ultimately, by the end of that first episode, though, she's back where she should be. Yeah. <laughs> Which we knew was going to happen. And the thing, you can see her character's changed some because... In the first, then this one, she ends up, um, well, we'll say for the first episode, she kills a man. Mm-hmm. When in the first episode, she had done that once, and it totally obliterated her for, like, a long time. Yeah. Then she's like, she, you could tell she felt bad about it, but it was one of those, well, it had to be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. a total change from her character at the beginning. Because she started off, remember, in the beginning, as, like, a professor of history somewhere yep. at, a, right. at a college. Well, that was mainly because she thought that everybody was gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she thought that she was that pretty was much on her was, own. She was she was changing her ways, and then it was after that she shot the guy that she that Rufus and dude showed up, and she was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah. <laughs> yeah I got options. Everybody was dead. Yeah. I'm still all excited that Matt Lanner's in this in this show. It's mm-hmm. awesome seeing him get a show that's more than one season. Right. That's not an mm-hmm. animated show. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so the first episode you had Mary Curie was the main historical figure, mm-hmm. um, and her daughter, and essentially the first X-ray machine. Yeah. Um, they had to find Mary Curie to um, to get the machine to this guy who had been injured to figure out what was going on, and you had no idea the significance of this guy. It was yeah. like to the ones who were in present day, it was like, why are they going there to get this? Per- like, what does this have to do with anything? Mm-hmm. They didn't figure it out. It turns out he's the grandfather. He's he's right. the one who started all of the Rittenhouse time travel crap. Um, it was his idea to, to yeah. have a time machine. I just thought about something. Okay, so they yanked him out of time. Mm-hmm. Is her grandmother already born at this point? Because if she yanked him out of time before her grandmother is conceived or before he meets... That's a good point, actually. Because he, <laughs> he... I was just thinking about that. If she yanked him out of time... It's possible but, though. They haven't talked about if he had a if he had someone. But if they yanked him out of time, took him to the future, taught him how to make the machine that he dreamt of, mm-hmm. send it back. Then they could put him back and, and back in the almost get the same time. The woman he's supposed to be with and yeah, but start it and well, especially since we already see that the Rittenhouse has agents from the future in the past already. Yes, and that's that's the other amazing thing. You find out that essentially Rittenhouse is a terrorist group, which we were kind of suspecting for right. the first season. But they're temporal terrorists. And yes, and they have sleeper agents they have set up throughout time. So, and, and because it was kind of confusing at first in that first episode where you had this guy who was leading a battalion in this army and he drops something and you realize it's a cell phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, they have people everywhere just waiting for things to happen and waiting to help when the agents come through to get whoever they need to get. Do you think what? that those are the agents that they supposedly lost? Mm-hmm. I think so. And then Wyatt realizes that a memory that he had was because Rittenhouse had gone back and messed with history. So the thing is, the history that they know or that we know at this point isn't necessarily that was in the second episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, right. all of the history that he he discovers that all of the history he knows about this particular person in the second episode is only because Rittenhouse went back and changed something so he would know the history of this guy because otherwise this guy was not important at all. So basically, like, Rittenhouse is writing history as yes, we go. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you see that more in the second episode. You get the the guy gets finally gets out of bed and does something and works on this big thing. So you see that more in the second episode. But it's it's getting crazy. <laughs> but it, 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 but, uh, but and the, the other thing that you discovered about how legit the show yes, is. Um, the one thing about you know the way you talked about how this is like the best time travel show. There are episode recaps for the second season on the Smithsonian website. Okay. They, this is all you posted. They look that. at um, the historical accuracy of the site, mm-hmm. and they give you the further story and what they may have tweaked for television purposes. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, this is that's kind of a major thing. Smithsonian yeah. is the Smithsonian, for goodness sake. Yes. Um, and they are giving credit to a television show about well, uh, being so good. Well, I mean, being being a lover of history, one of the, and I love time travel shows. It's the conspiracy but, theories. That's what they like. But, <laughs> but they they play so like a lot of time travel shows play fast and loose with the history because they need it to fit whatever storyline. So, mm-hmm. it's just, but this was like the first time travel show that takes history seriously, and when you mess with it, there's real downstream repercussions. And I, I well, like that. Well, from the that. first season, you had the repercussion of her sister not existing. Yes. Um, yeah. And her mom wasn't even. But well, the cool thing is, yeah, her mom didn't know. Her mom was no longer sick. Yeah. Right. But her aunt, or whoever the other one was in the first episode, remembered her sister also. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, but in the first season, you also had something that has bothered a lot of people about time travel shows. You had a wardrobe department. Yes. It yeah. wasn't just let's buy something off the rack. And it, no, you had people who made all these things. And they make a joke of it in the second episode of the new season um, when they're going back to the 50s because even though Lucy was able to find like a poodle skirt that they had, um, of course, being underground and stuff, they no longer have the big wardrobe department. And the guys are talking about the fact that their clothes has come from Old Navy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but this is Old Navy. This is never going to work. You look fine. We have a bit of a wardrobe problem at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the nice thing, once you get to the 50s, you can get away, you, they can get away with jeans and a white t-shirt. Exactly. And that's pretty jeans much what they did. And, and the they 50s, gave the one guy yeah. a jacket. I mean. Gen- general... Um, General style, everyday clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haven't changed since the 40s or 50s. Yeah, exactly. No. Guys, jeans and a t-shirt, um, a plain t-shirt, mm-hmm. um, a plain white t-shirt has not gone out of style since like right. 1949. And no. considering <laughs> the situation they were in, the casual clothes were fine. They didn't right. need the suits and stuff like yeah, that anyway, no. luckily. So, But yeah, so we're, we're just glad it's back. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a show worth watching. If you're mm-hmm. into time travel, history, any of that, it's definitely worth watching. Okay. Um, the next one is one I was excited about. I've been waiting, we've been waiting for a while um, over on Superpowers. Is Krypton came out? Yes, it did. And this very much. Um, did you guys watch Caprica at all? Mm-mm. No. When sci- well, when Sci-Fi put out the new Battlestar Galactica, once that was winding down, they actually did a one season. It actually only made like six or seven episodes of a show called Caprica, mm-hmm. which was about two generations before on the world of Caprica. Mm-hmm. Right. This very much feels like that type of show, but in Superman. Right. Right. So in. Um, it, it, it's cool how it um, really doesn't toss much on its ear because we really don't know much about this time of, of uh, in Krypton. True. But you don't have to do... It's not a superhero show. No. That, it's not a superhero show, but they sure spend a hell of a lot of time throwing in all the little symbols and crap from Superman. Well, <laughs> I, and from what I've heard, that actually dials down a little bit after the first I episode. I hope so, because really... They're establishing it. That got old fast. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's been established a long time ago that um, Krypton, all the different houses, had their own symbols and stuff. So yes. when you see the House of El symbol all over the place and the fact that it's been struck down, that's because that's just that world. Everybody has... 
like we have just a regular last name. Right. Mm-hmm. They have their last name plus their house credit. Well, it's more like um, medieval England, mm-hmm. where everybody had their. If you look, if you're from the this um, clan or whatever in Scotland or Ireland, or you're from a certain family, you had your family coat of arms everywhere. Right. Just the way it worked. Right. Well, yeah, but it wasn't so much that. It was just like, oh, look, there's a fortress of solitude. Remember? Superman has a fortress of solitude. Oh, look, here's the cape. If the cape disappears, Superman disappears. Well, see, that was added in. That wasn't in the original script. That, that I know, was actually but, for reboot. Okay, can I just say, first of all, why am I supposed to care about a planet that's going to explode anyway? The entire end of the series means the planet explodes. Everything goes right so that the planet can explode. Yeah. And, Segel has to and, save everything. So and it's that, like, the cape will di- if the cape disappears, he disappears. No, he doesn't, because we know he's there. Okay? Well, no. So, the idea is, if um, it's the Back to the Future. Yes, they're so trying they, to make you care, future, but it doesn't yeah. work. The writing See, is really yeah. hollow, and it's a time travel cliche. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. They they put aside all the actual good plot points. Like, they have an entire terrorist organization. That like, actually comes into... Every, that all of that comes into play as the show barely got a few mentions. And yeah. they have, you know, this many-faced dude with the... With the the hell, yeah, mask. the voice of Rao was a newer character. Like, that, that should have, there should have been more to that. I want to know about him yeah. more. Well, Who's I've heard... Him? Yeah. True. Um, there's a couple other podcasts. One that I actually... One of the podcasts that I started, that I was listening to, that um, when I first started ever listening to podcasts. But what about him and his girlfriend? That huh? was a big one. You were like, oh no. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in just a second. But um, Starkville's House of L, that did the Smallville podcast way back in the day, mm-hmm. has come back to do one for Krypton now. Okay. And um, they they've actually seen the first half of this first season, and they were talking about how um, Black Sun and a bunch of these other points that you're bringing up are a lot bigger as you go farther into the show. So this first one, they were just establishing all this stuff. I understand, but the pilot's supposed to make you want to watch other yeah. episodes. <laughs> See, That's for the me, problem. it did. It worked and, for me. Yeah, but you're a Superman fan. I'm yeah. talking from just being a general superhero fan. Yeah. Wanting to watch more of it. it. Cramming Brainiac into the last couple minutes was one of the worst ideas they could have had. Yeah. Because it could have been so much more interesting to have established him a little further through the entire episode. Yeah, to make well, me want to care that this character is coming. The right. cool thing is they're actually bringing a classic version of Brainiac. It's yes. not the one that Jarrell created. It was a um, all, that's a um, AI, artificial intelligence and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is a, he is the um, collector of worlds. If you remember from classic Superman mythos, he was the one who actually collected like Candor, the Bottle City of um, Candor. All this stuff was Brainiac, mm-hmm. and they've done it some recently, but um, they actually. A couple, last year, I think, they had, did a short story arc in the Green Lanterns about the Orange Lantern, Lar Fleece. And he actually had, he had reprogrammed Brainiac to start collecting things for him. Because uh-huh. Lar Fleece wants everything. Right. He's all about avarice. It's all mine. Right. So he had actually reprogrammed Brainiac to put all these things in bottles and <laughs> collect it for him. Mm-hmm. A slight and, side note, she would really have liked that one TV show you and I couldn't make it through. Which one? The one where we got a third, watch the third one. Where oh, like, um, don't nah. <laughs> it was another Amazon one that we've not seen. That, oh, oh it's terrible. But um, yeah, uh, this one, this here is a lot. It's interesting because it's a mix of the classic Superman stuff mm-hmm. and the new. Because um, David Goyer, the guy who wrote Man of Steel, actually was the writer on this. Okay. Right. Which I don't like some of the way he does things sometimes, but this it very much feels like it could be in the current universe, but it still touches a lot of old stuff. Um, but yeah, like Vicky was saying, it's interesting seeing that the House of Hell and the House of Zod are not exactly enemies in this. No, that's no, true. No, they're not. That's true. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that they went ahead and picked an actress to play Zod's 
Well, is it his mother or grandmother? Uh, it'll be his grandmother. No, it would actually probably be his mother. His mother. Because um, it's... To play Zod's mother, who has also been an Amazon in the Wonder Woman movie. Like, they're using That's the true. same actress yeah. in TV and movie now. Right. <laughs> to play two different... Anyway. Well, what's the chance that they make... Oopsie, make the baby that make babies the, the normal way? Yeah, exactly. Kind of yeah. like the way they do on um, in the Man of Steel. I, I have to admit, when, when they showed that thing about their baby making, the first thing I thought was, oh, that looks very Matrix of them. Well, that's, that's actually that's that all is, I thought was Matrix. That, that's an old John Byrne thing from the eighties. Yeah, that the whole Genesis pods and stuff. I I thought that was newer for the Man of Steel until I looked it up, mm. and that was actually goes all the way back to um and, and actually, the comic shop two weeks ago had um a book called World of Krypton, and it was a, a freebie for this, but it was John Byrne had written back in eighty eight or, or eighty seven eighty eight a six issue miniseries of World of Krypton, and it's not a Superman tale it's actually classic science fiction okay mm -hmm. it is crazy look i gotta bring that in so you guys can see, see it, it I, I honestly probably would have liked to show more if it hadn't been just about superman's yeah. family like if it had actually been more about just krypton and what's going on in krypton in general and they had been like just one faction of characters mm -hmm. instead of the focus of the show kind of like what uh, like the at least the first season or two of gotham yeah. 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 It's like it, it. It's just show me what's going on in the world, and then kind of slowly bring yeah. in using the <laughs> characters, and this is what what comes of it. And because like, okay, Seg is not a horrible character, but he's basically just first of all he's just Aladdin because he's just a street rat running around. Yeah. Um, and then he becomes Han Solo, like he you know in a fight and stuff, mm -hmm. and and he does wear like basically a Han Solo jacket. It's, like, it's yeah. essentially he's like. It, and that's the other thing that got me. They're clothing in this. Like, they had a mix of clothing, and a lot of it was just stuff you can go down to Hot Topic and buy. Yeah, that's... Well, when they bring in Adam Strange. Well, yeah, Adam, Adam Strange, Strange doesn't look the, out of yeah. place other than a Detroit Tigers hat. Mm -hmm. Right. Other than that, he kind of fits... I mean, Seg notices that his clothing's different. Yes. And but, he's from the House of D. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... And, and if you didn't notice, when they got in that fight in, um... Were they in the fortress when, they, when he knocked Adam Strange out? When he yeah, came back at Seg the very guy? end of it. When he knocked out the pack of cigarettes and they said Lutherillo on the pack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting because also they have it on here that um, Adam Strange has come from the future, obviously, to give him his quest that he has yes. to do. and um, But he's got limited time when he's here. Because mm -hmm. he the true. first time you see him, he gets sucked back out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they've taken... Um, anybody who knows Adam Strange from the comics, they, he works... He's a human... Um, that's working on a planet called Rand, and they that's where the technology for um, anybody who's seen Justice League Unlimited and knows the teleport beams and stuff, that's mm -hmm. all from Rand. That's yep. all Rand technology with theta beams. Well, no more, this is probably a variation on a theta beam to get him to go back in time. True. But um, it's interesting that they put Adam Strange in this. They're also, what? we know... What? So, in order... Oh, no. In oh, no. order for Adam Strange... To understand the future... He had to go back and talk. What? <laughs> I told you. Do you know everybody else told me this? What you said? To understand the future, you got to go back in time. It's one of Kylan's favorite phrases from Pitbull. Uh, okay. Understand the future. He had to go back and talk. We know uh, they've already announced in the in the future of this show. We're gonna um we're getting Brainiac. Obviously, that's your yes. big bad. That's yes. the whole re That's the what um what is coming. Now they established in this that um, something somehow in the next 200 years, the world of Krypton is going to change, because as of right now they're totally xenophobic. Mm -hmm. um, they the reason Segel's father Val or grandfather Valel, 
um, which actually is in that World of Krypton book. Mm-hmm. He actually is killed because he's trying to tell everybody that there is other life out there. Yep. There is more than just Krypton. That was like a way to go. You just go and they drop the floor and you fall. The thing like that got me is they brought the kid to watch it. Yeah. What? Well, I think, <laughs> I think what it was was the whole family was under arrest. Yeah, but come so he on. was at the trial. Just have the kids stand there. And I know. Watch see, it bothered. See, I know. Well, yeah, because if you don't be good, this is what's gonna happen to you. So yeah, and then he sees his parents shot years later right yeah. in front of him. But God, I gotta have like psycho problems. I always <laughs> had this understanding that Kryptonians weren't very emotional anyway. Like they were very okay, not quite um, Vulcan like you know. The, but, but they're more science based. Yeah. And well, so I think that's where this two hundred year gap is gonna make a difference. And what right. this show is going to start, because because Segal in this is a scientist. Right. He's, he was put into the science guild, or he will be put in the science guild officially mm-hmm. if he does this thing with this other house. Yeah. Right. But um, and then the Matrix Chamber, if you notice, it said their child would be 170 something years old. 73. So being 200 years out, it's not that bad, not that far off to say two generations. Mm-hmm. But um, something's going to change between now and when Krypton's destroyed because um. Basically, the science has destroyed Krypton. They, mm-hmm. they mine their world, to, or depends on what they're going with with this. I, they, they have one, the Man of Steel one was they mined their own core, the core of the planet, and destabilize the planet and it explodes. Right. Uh, the classic one was their star goes supernova. Because mm-hmm. it's already a red giant. Right. right. So it depends on which way they're going with that. But um, the whole thing, like we know, if you watch Supergirl, Daxamites is another planet in the Krypton system. Mm-hmm. That's what I think asking. Mm-hmm. Like, but what about them? Well, this it looks like as of right now, they don't know that there's a thing as Daxam right. out there. But see, once once Brainiac shows up, then they'll realize there's other. They'll lives, have to, yeah. And mm-hmm. then they'll see, and that's the thing. Adam Strange is just like, you know, you have to do this to make sure your great grandson exists on Earth to save people there, and also to save your planet from this big ugly thing that's coming. But I'm not going to tell you your planet's going to explode anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know you can't always give all the info. No, but they say idea, well, it doesn't matter because your planet's going to explode. Then you. At no, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm saying he's holding that back from him. Right. Whereas if he told him and told him why, well, then that wouldn't work because then Superman wouldn't get sent to Earth. Right. So yeah. he basically has to let him let them. There's certain things he can tell him, certain things yeah. he can't. Right. But um, you never know um how this is gonna go. But like I said. Their whole system is about to be flipped on its head when, if Brainiac, like you said, when Brainiac shows up. Because all of a sudden, wait a minute, there is something else out yeah. there. That's why, you notice Adam Strange tells Segel this, but Segel believes him because he, this is what his grandfather was saying mm-hmm. to start with. His mother verified it by taking him to his grandfather's fortress. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that does make sense that he would have a fortress like that because you got to remember, um, Jorel had sent the crystal that builds the fortress here. And so, why would it not be a copy of what his grandfather or his father had had? Or his grandfather, or actually, it could have done something new. Yeah, <laughs> None it's of based statues. on this. The way this works is it's based on the uh, fortress that was on Krypton, right? Uh, including the statues. Even though the statues in Superman's fortress are um, Jor-el and um, um, Lara. Lara, they're pretty much yeah, Lara. So, his mom and his daddy. That's right. <laughs> so I don't know. This looks. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. Um, we do. We have heard Hawkman's supposed to be here at some point. Really? Which, if Adam Strange is involved, it would make sense that Hawkman's there. If you know comic books at all, Rand and Thanagar have always been basically warring, and the two of them, hopefully Hawkman the and current, Adam Strange, help Hopefully it's the together. Hawkman they used on Legends, and he's still the same dude, because I liked him. That yeah. would be kind of cool. <laughs> I want to see him fighting in the air, over top of everyone, and be like, UFO, UFO. <laughs> Yeah. Why does that man have wings? 
Um, we've also heard uh, um, Hawkman is rumored technically, but it, like I said, it makes sense that Adam with Adam Strange there because the two mm-hmm. of them, like I said, the two planets have been fighting back and forth for centuries. Right. Um, but we're supposed to possibly also get a version of um, Doomsday in this. So I don't know how they're going to be doing that, but that would be another science-based creature, though. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. We got. It'll be a lab explosion. Yeah. <laughs> it's either ten or thirteen episodes of this for the season, which makes it's a sci-fi show. That yeah. sci-fi does all those that way. Um, we'll see as this goes, see how it develops. Mm-hmm. But um, we need to get into. We're not going to, have to spend a lot of time on it, but we saw Pacific Rim: The Uprising. Right. Most of us. Right. And I, I was saying, for me, it wasn't a very super meaty story. It wasn't going to change the world, but this was the most fun I've had in a movie in years. But the tiny bot was the only one that survived. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was... I had more. I think I had more fun with this than I have with Star Wars and a lot of superhero ones. Because I wasn't looking for anything specifically. I was sitting back and just watching the eye candy and watching giant robots smash giant monsters in Tokyo even. They finished <laughs> this in Tokyo trying to save Mount Fuji. <laughs> this is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> See, I, I I got something completely different out of it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I I, I got the whole hero's journey. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you had, because, uh, you know, you, I can't even think of the character's name now, but uh, John Boyega's character, yeah. who's, uh, you know, he's kind of, you know, kind of a screw up, like he doesn't care. He doesn't, he, he, he's not his father's son, but he is his father's son. And uh, to see him... To see him develop through, or, or in spite of himself, it was good. But it didn't. It there were some really good, uh, un, to me, unexpected twists yeah. in the story as well. Um, it, I enjoyed it. it. It was it was fun for me. I liked uh, the story. Actually, I liked it better than the first one. To be honest with you. Okay. Um, the, the and the the combat scenes were much better. Oh yeah. The combat scenes were much better this time around. I think some of it is, um, the first one was really the first time we've seen realistic giant mecha and uh, monster mm-hmm. battles in a city. And the mm-hmm. fact that we have to have three pilots for the one. Yes. Yeah. So, the, I mean, um, I mean, we've seen giant monsters smashing cities for years. Mm-hmm. We've seen Godzilla and all this stuff, but this is the first time, like I said, it felt like almost realistic. Like, this right. is what it would probably look like. Yes. <laughs> and the... Uh, the, the especially with the the first, um, well, kaiju, um, Jaeger, Jaeger. That yeah. We saw. You know what? Once you got inside of that, that was very anime. Yeah. It was. It was like <clears throat> spot to me, almost spot on, spot on live action anime. Uh, the way there was like this mix of, uh. Or like organic technology, I guess is the only way to call it. And yeah, I liked it. That that was cool. It's kind of gross. Now, kind of awesome at the same time. That's where <laughs> technology and science now mm-hmm. are going towards. Yeah, exactly. Bioengineering, basically. They yes, are. that's what that was. They're working um, on bioengineering food and mm-hmm. meat. So, Vicky, what was your initial impressions of this? I liked it. I thought that the the little girl, her little uh, scrapper, was hilarious. Yes. Also, at the same time. Yeah. Like in well, the end, she was the only one that survived. And you know, like when you think about, it, I mean, her really, her uh, scrapper was almost like next generation because the thing transformed. 
Yeah. Like the other ones could not tra- they they couldn't transform. Hers actually transformed into a ball and was able well, to and skate. But what we were talking about is is, is maybe that they'll incorporate that mm-hmm. in the next one because it's so small yes. that it could come off and go and fix and repair right. and then come back. Yeah, be right. a support Jaeger. Right. A new type of Jaeger. Because all so at this point, all the Jaegers are like 150 foot tall fighting robots. Right. And that's all they can do. They can fight. Well, mm-hmm. hers you didn't, like you said, you didn't need to be linked up to it. Yeah. Right. Hers also didn't have the neural link. It was right. a straight mechanical um, robot. Exactly. Control. Exactly. And she would have gotten away too if he didn't take that that uh, one battery out. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been able to get away from that blue one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like I said, it was a fun movie. Getting into uh, some of it, we find John Boyega's character is actually the son of Idris Elba's character in the mm-hmm. first movie. Yep. And then his sister was the one that conti- continued the military. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So um, there was. I'm trying to think where was his sister the the second pilot of Gypsy that just quit. That's what we were both talking. Oh, was his sister his original co-pilot? Nate, Nate's co-pilot. Oh, Nate's co-pilot. You know what? They they never they never said that as as completely possible. Because they they had said his co-pilot left and went to the um, private sector. Well, no, because his sister actually moved up. She didn't actually go with the other one. She was actually still in the um, Pacific Defense Corps or whatever it was. Yeah, but Pacific. That could have still been just to move up and went. Did they say anything about the private sector? They just went to the mainland. She had uh, had uh, other stuff on the mainland or whatever they were calling it. Yeah. Right. Well, the interesting thing with this is um, all the characters from the first movie, other than the pilots, mm-hmm. that uh, everybody that survived it actually made it into this movie also mm-hmm. in totally different areas. Right. The two geeky scientists are both there. And um, when that first drone Jaeger that's a hybrid mm-hmm. um, attacks in Sydney, mm-hmm. did you... Um, did you pick up who was actually who had created that originally, or did you flip it and think it was the lady in charge of the Shao Corporation? Was it, I see? I didn't. I was thinking at first that she. I was thinking that they were thinking that they could use the uh, the, the Shao Cap Corporation thought they could use the maybe those um those brains or whatever. Yeah. As a as a source as a power source, but then they she never thought of the downstream impact. I never really considered that it was all part of one giant scheme. Yeah. You know, which once 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 I saw it, I was like, ooh. Yeah. You know, and although the whole thing with dude and the the brain, the brain, I didn't see that, that coming until I saw that. Until that she was, was just kind of like when he walked in the, I was like, walked in the bedroom and he, I was like, oh. Well, yeah. it explains just, why the other guy was having nightmares and why he wasn't because right. he was still connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. See, when that when that first Jaeger comes out of the water, I called her to her as soon as because they were talking about trying to get these drones going. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, that one's a drone. And then um, I thought uh, because of what happens right afterwards, right after that attack, mm-hmm. the the drone program gets greenlit. Right. So I thought maybe that was she had done that on purpose and attacked. I did Sydney think that to actually get it greenlit because that's just a classic trope of most action movie type right. things. If you're trying to do a political thing, you cause the attack that causes you to be able to do things. Right. Then you find out she had nothing to do with it. Right. Which that that one came out on a surprise for me. Right. Now that did surprise me. Surprise me. I did. Ex- I almost expected her to manufacture. Yeah. Like you say, you know, let's manufacture this attack. So then, you no, know, we get the we you no, know, we get the uh, contract. And so I was thinking that's what it was, but then to for it to actually be for her a happy accident. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, okay, so she's not, she's just driven. She's not really evil. She's yeah. just. She is driven. a straight corporate CEO. Yeah. And, you know, and but, they're always evil. Come on. That's right. But, but you know what? When she, but I will say, when she found out, when she realized uh, the, I guess, how big this actually was and the kind of damage uh, that her program was causing, she completely flipped the other way. Yeah, it brought in help to get the actual military up and running again. Right, yeah. I mean, because pretty much all of her, all, all, all of the uh, guys that she had, or all of her pilots, I guess you'd call them, all the drone pilots were dead, weren't they? Because, I mean, especially... I when, think so. You know? I think that, that when they linked up to it, it kicked, kicked back and fried them. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was... I... I there, there were some good surprises in, in mm-hmm. it for me this time. So, and that, I was happy. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And actually, from the behind-the-scenes stuff, it looks like um, the Jaegers and stuff in here were probably based more on Gundams mm-hmm. than on the older uh, Mecha and stuff. Yes. Because they're, they do show, and this is actually a statue in Tokyo, mm-hmm. of um, the, the one Jaeger gets smashed and lands right beside the statue mm-hmm. of a Gundam. Yes. That I believe is outside the building of whoever um, makes the Gundam series. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. there was a Gundam statue in it. <laughs> uh, but, that was, that was kind of cool to see that, too, you know? Some of the newer Jaegers, like Gypsy was in this one that was in the original, mm-hmm. which is awesome because Boyega is the pilot, of, one of the pilots on Gypsy. His father was in the original movie piloting that Gundam, mm-hmm. or that, yeah, Gundam, that Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Um, but, was he? Or I yeah, thought... no, his father, that was the, that was Gypsy, and it was his father and Charlie Hunnam's character that piloted Gypsy, wasn't it? Right, yeah. The two right. of them piloted Gypsy. But um, the other ones, the one, the orange one that's like a ninja. Yes. That, see, I don't remember any of the names right now because we've only seen it once. Was it Athena? <laughs> Athena was the really fast one. Yeah, Athena. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, that was the one that she was. I mean, like, like re- reverse spinning heel kicks out and like side kicks. I was like, okay. <laughs> and you had the tank one. Then you have the tank, which was three pilots. Yeah. Which was interesting because you have two pilots actually driving the mecha, and then you had a third pilot that's basically running the guns. Mm-hmm. And when when the, Victoria was the character who was doing it, she drops out of the control pod. Where I thought for sure that we were going to see a mini mech or a drone fly out of there that she was piloting. Nope. Or something. No, she drops into a belly turret. Yeah. <laughs> Has a major turret guns firing out of its sides and then can switch to the backside and shoot them again. Yes. So, the, like, the, dude, this, the amount of um, weapon stuff on this... They could make a video game of this so easy. It would be awesome. And then you got the oh, the other two guys that had the one with the whip. Yes. Yeah. That, so, that was the first one to be taken down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but like I said, this was this was a lot of fun. And um, it did have some pretty, like you were saying, it had a pretty good story to it too. It did. But it was a great balance of both. It was. It was. It wasn't like um, the newer Godzilla movie they made from Legendary Films. Mm-hmm. A lot of people um, felt they had too much story and not enough Godzilla. Right. And I've seen it the other way. Some of the Godzilla movies sometimes get to the point where it's too much Godzilla and not enough story. Well, this one was a really good balance of both. Right. So, um, but we're running towards the end of the show itself. What? Anything else you wanted to get on with the with Pacific Rim Uprising? Well, I, I no, I did like the uh, I did like the what what he said at the end. So you know, I'm I'm curious Taking to see it to what them? yes. So I'm curious to see what three is going to look like because I think that's going to mean a new kind of uh, Jaeger for them. Well, what are the chances that they're going to use Scrapper as a test and figure out how to do it per 
one pilot. You know, you still, I, the thing is, for something that big, I mean, you would have to have... But no, I mean, if they make them... If they could do it without the neural interface. Well, yeah, and they could do it one pilot, and they don't even necessarily have to be that big. But right. if you can get it, basically Voltron, where they can link up. Right. What they were doing with the have tech... The, oh, the new, the the new the, Jaegers or Combiners. Oh. But they do the tech, like what they did with the tech. Right. Combined all the uh, monsters, mm -hmm. the three of them, what were the chances that they would do that with... The well, yeah, that, oh, that could the be. tech and the mega kaiju that they made, right. which actually and it, that's what it was called. If you looked at his pad, it said mega kaiju on it. <laughs> yeah, because that was you know what that was kind of nasty. The way they all happened, yeah, yeah. it was like the way it all it morphed apart and stuck it together. Yes, that was great stuff. Like I said, there was some great things on here that is like, dude, we're actually seeing this on a movie screen of live action. Yes. This is awesome. I, I still makes me once again want to see a live action Voltron and Robotech. And um, I've not I did not watch a lot of Gundam, but I know Vicky was saying there's um, a huge petition out there right now of Gundam fans crying for a Gundam movie now that they've seen this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it can be done. Yeah. yeah. So they're all um, saying with all the tech and stuff. I think yes. at this point the tech the technology is there movie making wise. Mm -hmm. Now it's a matter of the companies who own these uh, properties. Finding the right people to make it. Yes. And they can actually do it and do it right and actually have the story right um, to make these movies now. Mm -hmm. And they've proven with some of these other ones that you can do that. So, um, Vicky, do you have anything else before we get ready to wrap this up about no, it? No, it was, it was good times. Kyla, anything else? No, I'm good. Okay, man. like I said, if you want to see a fun robot smashing uh, mo giant monsters in Tokyo, this is your movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but... Other than that, is there anything else overall before we wrap this up? That's another one, super quick. With the girl, when she was like probably, what, six on the pier? Yeah. Do you think that her parents died at that one? That she's been pretty much on her own since about that age? Yeah, I, I would say yes. I mean, because the war, because, I mean, at that point, the the wars had started, and... It ended ten years from where they are now. Right. She's probably about 16. Right, so I don't think, I don't think that there's been, there was any type of, uh, uh, like any type of establishment in place, especially for some, you know, to look after children or something. Like that. I'm pretty well, sure she was yeah. on her own at well, that point. Well, that's why um, the one guy took his, this became his sister, took her in. Right. You know, and she just looked out because he was military. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you know, mm -hmm. she, I think she was by herself. You know, and which you know she she knew how to take care of herself. Obviously, the way she. Handed uh, that beat down to Vicky. Yeah, you know. Well, or, that and the cool thing with this was that the, the first five minutes establishing what the world is like outside of the military right now. Yes. How it's basically the whole thing is that if, if everything around now, the it's rest of the world may not be this bad. It's basically the zombie apocalypse without the zombies. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it seems like the rest of the world might be okay. Everything that's not around the Pacific, the Pacific Ocean, the, everything around the Pacific Ocean is in ruins from the kaiju attacks. Mm. Right. So I'm wondering what the rest of the world is actually like. Uh, well, see, I mean, because I don't think Europe really got affected no. by it, I don't think, you know. But then again, I mean... I mean, they well, would feel the Australia, economic impact yeah, from it. Really, Sydney isn't in too good of a place right now. I no. Thought yeah. a couple, I thought a, the couple of them came up all over. No, if I remember, it was all around the, the Pacific went. Ocean. That's why it was the Pacific Rim. But that's where the people went. And right. they were building the high walls just in case. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is definitely going to... This is one that looks like... The way they said that the first one could have been a standalone with a finish. Mm -hmm. This one definitely finishes with a, hey, we're going... We've got a third one coming. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking at the box office right now, this one's finally going to beat Black Panther. 
Because we're already, I think, double what Black Panther's done this week. And this is just on the Sunday <laughs> estimates right. of where they're at. They're, we've already doubled uh, Black Panther's box office for this week. Now, that, you got to say that for this week because Black Panther's already broken every record known to man before that. Right. This past um, week, it did become the largest grossing film, uh, superhero film in the U.S. Yeah. Period. Now, now we got to see if, if they can hold Avengers. that with Avengers on its way because it looks like Avengers and Infinity yeah. War is already going to surpass everything else. It, it beat, uh, Infinity War has beat the record for the pre-sales that Black Panther set. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but remember, that's coming up. We got Ready Player One coming up in two weeks. And that keeps getting looking better and better. Or that's actually next week. Well, yeah. We have Ready Player yeah, One, yeah. Week. Ready mm-hmm. Player One is this week, but we won't be talking about it until next week. Yes. Right. So, um, you guys got this week and next week to watch it three or four times to catch, to try to catch even half of the <laughs> Easter eggs in this thing. Right. <laughs> so, um, but other than that, Geeksters, remember, come out to the Malted Meeple, March 20, 31st. Have a milkshake with us. Have, try out some of the new food. Uh, check, check out, out just the new, the new meeple. Yeah, Bart has already, already been there. He said it's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. So we've seen the building. We've not been in it. <laughs> uh, so Geeksters, other than that, remember um, anything? Wait, we were going to have the Geeksters. Oh, no. The Kickstarters. Yes. Remember the Kickstarters. Yes. Check, um, check our website. Check our Facebook. Miss Dawn will um, have all the information for the Kickstarters. Share liberally. Share to everybody everywhere. If you know a site anywhere, they um, would you could do it to share it. And and remember, being games and toys, these can also be shared with your local toy stores, comic shops, gaming shops. Yeah. Because they do tend. At least I know that spontaneously combustible and um, my little demon do have like wholesale dealer pledge levels. Yeah. So you, they can get like you know ten at a time or whatever at, at a better deal than waiting until they're in production. So go to your local um, comic and hobby shops, uh, your local toy stores. Uh, not like obviously not like Toys R Us. Go to your local t- size. That was them closing. Yeah, go to your local toy shops and stuff. Your novelty uh, mom and pop shops. Let them know about this. Uh, but other than that, any other questions or if you have questions about the Kickstarters, you can find us at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, Geekwatch One. Uh, if you put Geekwatch One into a search bar anywhere on the internet, you don't get us. Let Miss Dawn know; she'll take care of the problem. Also, geekwatch1 at gmail.com, where you can also find us on our network homes of the Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and WeBeGeeks at WeBeGeeksPC.com. And so for that, from Dawn and Kylan and Vicky and myself and Cassie, and Cassie, <laughs> just remember, no matter where you go, there you are.